Hello, and welcome to this Hot Topics podcast from Edby Medical and Medcast. This podcast is part of a series based on the popular Hot Topics workshops and webinars. In this episode, our expert speaker, Dr. Joanna Bruce, discusses the recent developments in diagnosis and management of restless leg syndrome in general practice. If you would like to learn more and to register for our webinar series, visit our website. Dr. Joanna Bruce introduced Fiona, a patient complaining of an irresistible urge to move her legs. Fiona is 40. and She's also tired all the time because she can't sleep. She's got distressing pins and needles in her legs. At times it's painful, irresistible urge to move legs. She had a baby two years ago, which obviously doesn't help anybody sleep. And she, the symptoms started in her last pregnancy, but she then went on to actually have quite bad postnatal depression. But that was treated really well. She had some counselling in an SSRI. And now she's taking Phenergan to sleep. You diagnose restless leg syndrome. You do a few bloods, um, which are all normal. You give her the lifestyle advice that we all give to everyone. But her symptoms still continue. We're certainly seeing this a lot more often. I certainly am. It's been the subject of a new review paper in the BMJ and there's been a recent Cochrane systematic review of the evidence. So what we do know is it's twice as common in women than men. The mean age of onset in, is in the third and fourth decade. Often there's a positive family history and the later it comes on in life, the more likely that it's secondary to another condition such as um, peripheral neuropathy, iron deficiency, renal disease, and all of the rest of them. So there's been some quite interesting learning points. RLS is highly familial, and the striking improvement in symptoms with dopaminergic drugs does kind of point to dopaminergic dysfunction as primary cause, but we're still not sure about how the mechanism of that. So new evidence suggests that iron may be beneficial, even in patients with normal ferritin levels. In terms of making the diagnosis, it's something that's well established and it's a pretty much a diagnosis I think now we can be fairly confident making in primary care. The main symptoms are an irresistible urge to move legs. There's a RLS rating scale and the five diagnostic criteria are an urge to move leg usually occurs during periods of rest or inactivity. The urge to move and accompanying sensations are actually eased by movement. The symptoms are worse in the evening and night than during the day and we can't explain the symptoms by another condition. And then you can assess the severity with the international rating scale. So in terms of managing it, back to basics, is it primary or secondary? Um, are there associated conditions or are there drugs? The most common secondary causes are iron deficiency, renal disease and peripheral neuropathy. But importantly, we need to think about is that it can be actually exacerbated by drugs, including SSRIs and antihistamines, which Fiona was actually taking, if you remember. She was on SSRI for her postnatal depression and an antihistamine to help her sleep. And beta blockers is another common cause. So lifestyle is important. Snap, stretching, um, all the sleep hygiene. And if the symptoms of RLS are moderate to severe, we could consider drug treatment or a trial of drug treatment. We've always used to be advised for the dopamine agonists, um, that first line, um, but long-term have a diminishing response. And on some occasions, they can actually augment the symptoms. So the recommendation now is to start with a gabapentinoid. 
avoid the dopamine agonists if you can, but they can be used for a short period of time at a low dose. Where does iron fit into all this? We've been advised before ferritin is low, iron supplement can help. I think we've probably all got that message. But in this case, Fiona actually does have a normal ferritin. But the new systematic review in Cochrane looked at the trial of iron versus placebo, and it found that iron was beneficial even when the ferritin was normal. And it didn't really matter whether you gave it IV or oral. There was no difference in efficacy. And it, there was no difference even if you had a low, where, where you were on the scale of ferritin, whether you were low on the, to the baseline or high to the baseline. In conclusion, RLS is, um, can be a primary care diagnosis. It's not always. And you can base it on the symptoms and a diagnostic rating scale. A key part of the management is to to stop exacerbating medications or reduce them. And dopamine, I think the key learning point from this is probably dopamine agonists are no longer the first line as they often augment RLS um, and we can slip into gabapentinoids now, which are now first line. And iron is always worth a go, even if the ferritin is within normal range. Dr. Joanna Bruce presenting the latest updates on the evidence on the diagnosis and management of restless leg syndrome in primary care. If you'd like to learn more about the Hot Topics series of webinars and podcasts, go to our website, www.medcast.com.au forward slash hot topics.